it's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Uh, we're having a few technical difficulties tonight. First time was late. Uh, <laughs> which made me feel guilty because I always feel guilty when I'm late. Unless someone else is later. <laughs> It's a strange, it's a strange uh, tier system for your moral conundrums well, it's, when it comes to guilt. It's the thing we were talking about last week. Um, yes. Do you remember what it was? Oh, gosh. Like, I remember we, I remember day to day, much less week to okay. week. It's uh, like I have books. last week's notes because last week's show was heavily prepared, which I don't think helped it much. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was called the fundamental attribution error. Yes. I was talking to my son about this today, and I've got to do a little research uh, to give him Which some. Which one? Uh, my son Keith is. Uh, so Keith and Leanne and the grandchildren are here. And Callie. Oh, they're here from Callie. Okay. They're all the way from uh, Malibu Canyon. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just having a, a heck of a wonderful time. Good. Uh, it's been three days and still no major fights. I'm going to say the fish has not started to smell yet. <laughs> no, and they're, and they're staying That's all the good. way until next Friday. Although they may take a day trip, but it feels, I mean, the part about getting along and being family feels real good. Good. Uh, The parts that are surprising is how much work it is to have six people in one house. Oh, hell yeah. Anybody, any guests is work. And, and just, uh, you need to put all your patience on no matter how hard you try, nothing Mm -hmm. happens on, on time. And, um, you know, it's just, it's stressful. But, and children can also complicate a little bit, right? Well, um, so our granddaughters are... Grand, grandchildren. Uh, they're literally um, angels on earth to me. Oh. If angels shrieked like those ancient dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> you know the velociraptors, remember? Yeah, I know. Yes. But I mean, the noises <laughs> they make... <laughs> Yes. Are the noises of contentment and happiness. <laughs> and, it was usually reverbed in the in And the so me, I have, you know, Lyme-induced migraines, and I have a yes. bunch of hearing sensitivities. Yeah. And normally, if something was, like, giving me a headache, I'd be like, ah, oh, i got to get away from it. In this case, I'm like, this is wonderful. I have to just, yeah. I have to pretend it's a harp. <laughs> That's a parental gene that you have. Is it? Yeah. That, yeah. Anyway, it's wonderful, and we've had some great times. Uh, All right. Awesome. You back, How Zip? Yes. All right. We were already recording. Zip was having some technical difficulties with his internet. Still is. Is it still messing up? Yeah. Uh, hello. Hello. It seems to. Oh, sound, that's better. That is better. Okay. Sounds okay. What say we just ignore it and do the show? Yeah. Ready? All right. Here okay. we go. <laughs> It's August 12th, and uh, last week we prepared a whole bunch of stuff. This week, I have a bunch of things prepared, but I didn't give any of them to you guys. Thanks. And I'm completely disorganized. (laughs) And there's an argument that that's better. Yeah. Because when I'm disorganized, (laughs) yeah, when I'm disorganized, I'm actually a better listener. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, you pass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. By the way, all the years I was doing radio, people say, like, you don't let anybody else speak. So now sometimes I just shut up. And people I look at me f- like, whoa. I didn't find that to be true. You, I know, I didn't either. But 
anybody. Yeah, that's. You didn't work for, for him very long. No, that's true. <laughs> true. An intermittent appearance now. No. Again, yes. It's the fundamental attribution error. Yes, again. Which we were again. talking about. Last and week. what it is, if you missed it last week, is basically the fundamental attribution error says that I judge myself based on my intent and I judge others based on their actions and how I feel about their actions. Mm-hmm. And my intent is always good because I think I'm a basically very good person. So if someone doesn't understand or doesn't agree with something about me, Mm. they're just interpreting it wrong. Yeah, Zip, we're just interpreting wrong, right? Right, Right, E.K. Sure. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of like, you know how like you get mad if a driver pulls in front of you or something? Yes, yes. It's a visceral thing. It's just instant, yeah, anger. Or even like at an inanimate object, like if a light turns red when you're running late for somewhere. Like a computer that is buffering and won't work. Like I deal with every day about six hours a day. Yeah. So uh, logically, of course, there's no reason to get angry. Other than, um, you know, it's not meeting our expectations. Whereas if we don't meet someone else's expectations, then it's they who are impatient. Yes. And don't follow me too closely. Get off my ass. Oh, I'm, I'm, I got to get it there. And you're riding the guy's bumper, right? So um, anyway, I'm in this weird phase. Uh, I hate the term woke. But I'm in this weird phase where I'm trying to teach myself to be much more empathetic and less judgmental about everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And it literally feels like I've left the human race because no one's coming along. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also lonely known, out Bob. there, isn't it? It's very lonely. <laughs> right like, <at> the top. <laughs> because people should notice that I'm doing this and say, <laughs> wow, he's a wonderful guy. He's evolving by the hour. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, they don't seem to notice those idiots. No. See, oops, I did it again. <laughs> anyway, no. uh, this morning uh, we caught a varmint on our farm oh boy you know what a varmint is right yeah big or little uh this was a big one but first let's define varmint for because people if you live in a condo yeah and you never watch the beverly hillbillies then you wouldn't know what a varmint is (laughs) well varmint and vittles are very close in the beverly hillbillies (laughs) so what is a varmint zip a varmint is like a raccoon or a uh, woodchuck it's not a life-threatening just a pest. It's a pest. But it's not little either. It's and an invasive species. Is it not? It's invasive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be a danger to your garden. Mostly. Okay. And what do you do to varmints? Uh, you call 1-800-ROAD-PEST <laughs> or something like that. Zip. Well, I mean, if it, it depends. If you're an empathetic person, you get to have a heart trap and you put a I, I don't know what we're dealing with here, but or okay, you call, call the no, animal no, I, control I, officer and they come and take the farm it away. Gently take There's it away. There's a have a heart trap? Wow. Only you, you would know that. You've so. never heard of that? <laughs> no. Okay. So uh, here's the thing. Our varmint here could be raccoons, skunks, or groundhogs. Right. 
And we're gardeners and farmers, and they basically rip up whatever you're working on. Sure they do. They're distracted. And, and they're nocturnal, usually. Right? And they're nocturnal, uh, which means you won't see them in the daytime. So we have a have a heart trap. Hmm. It's just that our trapper doesn't have a heart. <laughs> okay, but that's his. She that's does. On him, she has a her. wonderful heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so my job is to set the trap. And the first time we did this a few years back, I, I wanted to have a heart. So I took the. Uh, it was a groundhog, and I covered the trap with a blanket, and drove it far away. You know, by a, a big uh, meadow near a river, far from civilization. You mean and sort of like animal gentrification? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. He took it to Gillette Castle and let it go on the grounds. <laughs> if you don't know where Gillette Castle is, uh, it's essentially a, a park that families go to, and it would be a bad place uh, to let these things go. And that's the other thing. If you let it go at someone else's house, you're just giving them the problem. Anyway, yes. I tried to let it go, and it turns out that cornered animals and traps snarl at you. Oh, yeah. To put it mildly. And I scared the death out of me just trying to let them go. <laughs> yeah. And no matter how much you tell them, I mean you no harm. Of course, their instincts. Anyway, I'm not allowed to say what happens to the animals now. Mm-hmm. Except they're at another part of the farm, happily playing with other animals. <laughs> <laughs> they bought that farm, probably, right? Uh, they did buy a, a small farm for themselves. Yes. <laughs> so that's anyway. That's how the day started, and um, and then uh, because my uh, family is here from California, yes, they're they're still not like morning is eleven. Uh-huh. And yeah, they're still on the West Coast time. Oh, West Coast time's crazy. Yeah. And uh, it's hot. And can, can I say this about global warming? It's coming home. <laughs> Lisa and I, by the way, Zip's internet connection just dropped off. He's having problems with oh. his internet. So we're just going to oh, keep boy. going. Okay. Um, I don't know if anyone else has thought about this, but you ever dream like, where would I love to live if I could live anywhere? Hmm. Um, you're in Detroit, so you must have that dream. Oh, it's here. This is heaven. Detroit is heaven. Um, <laughs> no, it's home though. Um, I would, I would probably do the UK during the uh, summertime because I overheat very, very easily. Me too. And then I would do Cali uh, likely during the winter. All right. See, I would do that too. And it boils down to, if you had a choice, there's almost nowhere you could live year round. That's true. Uh, because people who retire to Florida, it's hot and humid in the summer. It's almost unlivable. And it's full of New Yorkers. That. And people who go to Arizona or Palm Springs. Yeah. Same thing. It's 115 degrees in the summer. Crazy. Yeah. And it's great in the winter. If you want, there's a thing, uh, there's a thing that they call perpetual spring. Oh, wow. Have you ever heard of that? No, but I know that I, I think I'm picking up the concept where you can go and, and it is perpetually sunny in 68. Yes. So there yeah. are some places in the world mm-hmm. that have perpetual spring. Now, I'm not going to do this because I'm not leaving the United States, although, believe me, there are mm-hmm. days when I think about it. That I <laughs> yeah. Um, but they are cities that happen to have low humidity and perfect springtime cool temperatures. 365 days a year. I would be so productive. 
for a change. <laughs> I, I would love it too. Yeah. Uh, have you looked up some of the areas? I have not. No. Okay. I'm going to give you a few locations. There is one that always comes up. Okay. Uh, eternal spring is another word for it, but eternal reminds me of the fact that I'm going to croak. So I, I wouldn't. Well, it sounds like a funeral home to me. Yeah. I I would, I, yeah. Eternal spring is a little bit weird. At Eternal Springs Funeral Home, your final departure will be taken care of in the utmost classy fashion. Right. Yeah. Here are some of the places. Mm. Um, oh, by the way, they don't mention my favorite one. Uh, my favorite one uh, is not on this list. Uh, it's Costa Rica. Costa Rica. There's a place near, uh, I believe it's called uh, San Juan, Costa Rica. And there's a place in the mountains you know, on, where you could drive down to the beach real quickly. Wow. And um, it's 78 degrees every day. It's perfect. Can you take your health care with you, Bob? Uh, Costa Rica. Well, so they, <laughs> who cares about this topic? I mean, you're either moving to Florida or Arizona, <laughs> right? I care. I find okay. it interesting. I like to live these out vicariously through you. Well, it's vicarious because I'm not going to do it. Yes. Uh, when you read these magazines about expats, so an expat mm -hmm. is someone... Somebody's left, yeah. ...leaves the United States. Which I am to Canada, yes. Oh, you're an expat from Canada. That's of right. course, yeah. So if if you look, there's a, there's a whole... You can Google it. There's a whole thing about expats. Have you ever thought of leaving the United States? Now, I wouldn't because our kids are here, our grandkids are here. Mm -hmm. But I dream about perfect weather now. <laughs> Dream big, Bob. I, I know. Big. It's almost like a fantasy. <laughs> I now know why seniors watch the, the Weather Channel 24 and That's 7. exactly it, yes. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so uh, the top five, according to U.S. News and World Report, are... Yeah, okay. A place in Number e five. A place in Ecuador called Cuenza, Suenza. Yeah. It's parks, flowers, churches. Uh, in the last eight years, the number of foreign retirees has increased from less than 50 to several thousand. They have international standard health care, one of the most affordable costs of living of real estate in all of Latin America, and eternal spring. Every day is perfect. Gotta love that. Uh, another one, and this one freaks me out a little bit because mm, I associate the name of this, I associate this city with drug lords. <laughs> There's always that, yes. Anytime you're a target for being kidnapped. Sure. <laughs> it it's certainly tarnishes it, yeah. Medellin, Colombia. Medellin, sure. Um, Where the cartels are. Yeah. Medellin is a mountain town, very cosmopolitan, mm. Mm. Uh, city life, um, European undertones, parks, plazas, museums, outdoor cafes. People are well-dressed. I wouldn't fit in then. <laughs> your sneakers are worth more than my car what are you talking about well well mannered uh it's an emerging retirement overseas choice you will, should speak a little bit of spanish there some of these places like there's so many expats that you don't need mm -hmm. to speak you can speak english but you should know how to brandish an ak-47 or ar-15 right you know uh, the PR doesn't mention the drug cartels one bit. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. The temperature range from night to day is 64.4 yeah. degrees to 82.4 Fahrenheit. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, gorgeous beaches. Just fantastic. 
And hot and cold running servants for next to nothing per day. Oh, that's the other thing. That these places always brag about how, you know, you can live on Social Security and you can have a maid. <laughs> you can have it made and have a maid too. On Social Security, yeah. Yes. Uh, of course, there are some places like this in the United States. It's just that they have the highest cost of living in the world. Right. Oahu, Hawaii. Yeah. The Never island, mm -hmm. 75 degrees. It can get a little warm sometimes. You know, I make a mean smoothie. I think I could do it. But highest cost of living in the world. Where my son lives, Malibu. Yeah. Highest cost of living in the world. Oh, and the uh, highest taxes. Of course. So, Well, California is in general just crazy taxed. It is nutty. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a place in Spain, Malaga, Spain. Have you ever heard of that? Mm, I have heard of Malaga. Yeah. But I have not been. <laughs> and there's another Spanish word, Malaca, and I can't remember what that means, but I know it's a word. Anyway, it's a dream. It's, uh, it's, it's almost like porn. It's nothing <laughs> I'm ever going to actually do. Okay, Bob. <laughs> I assume that Lisa's gone to bed now. <laughs> uh, we're watching this crazy show on, yeah. uh, I forget which, it's either on <laughs> Apple TV or Netflix or, or something. One of the dozen platforms that you subscribe to, yes. And it's called the, um, I think it's called the Pink Lotus. Let me see if that's right. That's, uh... It's about a... Um, uh, it's a TV show about a Hawaiian vacation. And it's basically all these people on vacation. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy. Um, it's crazy honest about how about. messed up uh, people are about sex and everything else. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, that's that's not the pink lotus. Some, maybe it's the white lotus. Hang on. <laughs> maybe you injected the pink part no, because your dirty mind. It's, it's the white lotus, a drama miniseries. Okay, well. I want. I, I had this on the list to recommend. I don't know where Zip is. I think he's rebooting his router. He could be, and he will join us. And it's, that is not a euphemism, friend. No. Uh, the uh, white lotus is on HBO. HBO, right? There are f five episodes. That's, that's a season now? Jeez, these people are getting lazier by the week. You know, you're right. It sort of reminds me of how a Snickers bar used to be 12 inches long. <laughs> so many jokes, so little time. Can we move on? Nothing and to now, see. And now, you know, it's Halloween and you get that little one inch. <laughs> yeah, the minis. Oh, anyway, um, so let me plug this and see if Zip comes back. Okay. Uh, the White Lotus is about a bunch of people who go on vacation to this wonderful resort. A social satire. To that's exactly what it is, by the way. That's the perfect description. That's because I got it off the website. <laughs> I'm like, how did he come do, up with social satire? Do, do, not, do not give it credit where it is not. It's true. total parody of modern living. It's a parody yeah. of Instagram. It's a parody of Zoom calls. It's a parody of newlyweds. Old marrieds, one really old woman who's there to scatter her mother's ashes. Oh my God! Tear two, your heart out. Two hot teenage girls. Of course, you have to have that element. Yeah. Um, yeah. The newlywed couple is this Herkin Stud rich guy. 
Uh-huh. And his wife is drop dead hot. Yeah, a Biff Ted and his babe, as we call it in the writing business. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you can you can sort of see but that she might have she might have rushed into the marriage. Ah, Zip, are you there? I'm back. We're just going to pretend you've been with us all along. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of rushing into a marriage. <laughs> so, Zip, we're talking about The White Lotus on HBO. Have you seen it? I have not. Okay. It's about, uh, it's a social satire about modern people vacationing in Hawaii. One interesting okay. thing about this show is that it was filmed during the pandemic at a spectacular resort on Maui that was, of course, shut down because of the pandemic. Right, which made a lot of them available. There was a lot of good locations available because of the pandemic. Exactly. And so they took over this resort, and I'm sure all these people were tested every day, and uh, the crew was tested. And it's a, it's a fairly small cast. But what's amazing about it is how deadly honest it is. I made a joke about porn while you were gone, Zip. It's really not worth retelling. <laughs> But you're going to anyway, I can tell Uh, you. I'm not going to, but Ed said, why did you make that? And I said, oh, because Lisa and I are watching this White Lotus show. And and there's... He thought it was the Pink Lotus, of course, because his mind was running away. There's this teenage boy on there, and everybody makes fun of him like that's all he ever does. (laughs) And his mom goes like, well, stop shaming him. It's perfectly natural. You know, it's one of those kinds of comedies. Exactly right. But uh, I highly recommend it. We're watching it with uh, my son and daughter-in-law. And uh, just sharp, sharp satire. Just, no. yeah, crazy. The, the, the teenage boy who's uh, constantly engaged in whatever he's engaged does his vision gradually degrade as, as the episode? <laughs> so, you mean just Sergeant Fepper? Uh, no. <laughs> Sergeant no, Fepper. it's... It's more poignant than that, actually. Oh, it good. Really, uh, I'm so glad. It really does a good job so far. I'm only on where we just finished episode three, uh-huh. and there are five episodes. Okay, by contrast, Zip, what are you watching? What am I watching? MSNBC. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've actually gone through the entire, I went through the entire Sopranos. Yeah, you did over, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh. What'd you uh, think? Which was really entertaining. It was great. It is a violent, ugly show. I mean, oh, there's some yeah. shit in there that's... Keep talking to him, it. Tony. He didn't hear you the last time. No holds barred. Did you know my kid was going to take over? Oh, Son that's right. Bitch. That's right. Never yeah. worked a day in his life, and I, I kick, <laughs> and what happens? He takes over my gig, this son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, now, did I... you watch it with Jeannie? Yeah, well, yeah, she's a big fan of it. She's oh, she Italian. Is, okay. I mean, so, you know, so she doesn't mind. She's Italian, of course. She doesn't mind she, the harsh swearing then because it, she did it in her family, probably. I I have to believe that there are characters on that show that you know that she relates to uncles okay. and brothers and extended yeah, uncle Uncle Little Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Uncle, you have an uncle pussy. <laughs> but you know it's one thing like i would bet if you took a stopwatch to that show uh-huh. yes. that they are eating um, oh, yeah. you know 35 to 40 minutes out of every hour give me on give me another one more gabagool this time don't be cheap <laughs> son of a bitch mm. tony soprano is one of the greatest characters of all time yeah, thank it's you a pretty 
it's finally a somebody show. on this show telling honest things. Yeah. It's just uh, one of those shows where you hate him, you love him, you feel sorry for him, you think he's a psycho, and all of the above. Yeah. Like, then, I you know. give a shit what you think of me. <laughs> zip. Get breathing. Just, just zip it, okay? So, isn't it an amazing time that we live in that Zip can discover the Sopranos now? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm, you think I'm about to make fun of him, but I'm not. Um, he can discover the Sopranos now, and it's yeah. as fresh as if you were watching it when it first came out because it's a timeless show. It's not, you know what I mean? It's a well, it's timeless for in, uh, until they do the intro and you see uh, the skinny Tony compared with the Gabagoo Tony by the end of them. I think he put on at least a hundred pounds during the series. Oh, really? I never noticed. Oh yeah, it was gradual. Yeah. yeah. Um, what it's I mean by opera. timeless is opera. that. Um, and this is weird to think of, but I think of stuff like this. In a hundred years, mm -hmm. some guy named Tippy on some other show will say, hey, I got a hot <laughs> tip for you. I just started watching The Sopranos. And then some guy who does voices will jump yeah. in as Tony Soprano and say, Hey, what the hell? That's a hundred years old, you stupid ass. But isn't that, I mean, so, and I was having this thought today also about music. Um, you're all familiar with hypnosis, right? Yes. Yes. You know the company? No. Not hypnosis, I, uh, you're getting sleepy and you're going to cluck like a chicken. Mm. Hypnosis, H-I-P-G-N-O-S-I-S, <laughs> is a company that is buying up the rights to entire catalogs by mostly aging classic rock artists. Yes, I, I have, I've heard of that. I didn't know the name of the company, but I knew that they existed, yeah. And uh, and so, for example, uh, David Crosby mm -hmm. sold sold his entire catalog. Yes, to so hypnosis. Did, um, oh, so did did Roger did the Who not do the same thing? Uh, let me see who, which big artists. Uh, I'll just do a quick search. I was surprised. Uh, Neil Young, I think, uh, sold out to them. Ah, uh, no, Neil would never sell anything. He wrote a song about that. Hang on a second. I'll tell you who. Hmm. Elton uh, John. Yeah, uh, Iron Maiden, probably happy to find a pyre. Beyonce, <laughs> Nile Rodgers, let's see. Um, hypnosis spent... Some of, the, some of the deals are absolutely crazy, outrageous. So far, they've spent $1.7 billion. Yeah, but they've they're bought 57,000 songs. Guns N' Roses, Elton John. Let me see who else they mention here. Someone was just announced the other day, uh, Debbie Harry, uh, Wu-Tang Clan. So the, the point of this is that uh, the Beatles. So the point of this is that, and I'm not sure if this is true, but this is the bet. The greatest music of all time, including the next thousand years, has already been written. Oh, boy. There's... There's, there's a college debate. Well, think about it. Think about yeah. it. Um, mm -hmm. Beatles songs can show up in movies. Yep. A Frank Sinatra song can show up in movies. Once modern recording got to a certain level where the sound was pretty good, much like great works of literature, yeah. these are great media works. And uh, let me put it to you another way. 
what's being written today that'll still be useful in a thousand years? A Taylor Swift song? Adam Levine. Adam <laughs> Levine? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, but... He just did, just did a song for Paw Patrol. That'll be on yeah. kids' shows on Two Ages of Ages. Song came on today on some kind of commercial. Uh, it was Hit the Road Jack by who, who sang that? Well, Ray Charles. Ray Charles, yes. Yeah. Hit the Road Jack. And don't you come, don't back, come no back no more, no, no, more, no, more, no, more, no more, no more. Anyway, Keith was like, I love that song. And I'm like, You know that song? And of course he knows that song because it comes back in films, it comes back in commercials. It's ubiquitous. He wasn't alive when that song was done. Yeah. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. You and one of these days, these boats are going to be walking all over yeah. you. So, so my theory is, by the way, it's harder to write a hit song now, and they write just disposable pop, because the hit songs, are, the good ones, have already been written. I think the impetus was the invention of the microphone, the crooners, right? Yes. So, so Mr. Ted Talk, answer me a question here. On the so if hypnosis, is that what you right? call me now? I'd like to make a jingle for that, <laughs> Mr. Ted. I'm Talk. not, but I, I mean, it's no, Ted yeah, Talk you, Tuesday you, on the podcast. Listen, okay. I aspire to be a Ted Talker, so that's not a put down. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not. But so, question: So they bought bought these catalogs. How do they recoup their investment? Ah. I, I get it if they, they sell already it have. commercially. No, Grasshopper. This is a great question. <laughs> no, no. Would they they talk, that's why Crosby sold his stuff, because he was making pennies on the dollar Yes, on and Spotify. they paid him a shitload of money. Mm. So how do they recoup that investment? That's well, I've question. hinted at it, but I think I have to I'll hang you. up and listen for the answer. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> that was well done, Zip. Thank you. That was good. Thank well you for played. giving me on that, because I was sounding like, <laughs> sounding like a really annoying talk show host. Oh, that's really um, funny. So, but, but this is the genius, what I think, the genius <laughs> of it is, is that if you look at what they paid... Uh, Crosby, I forget how much they paid him. It was a ton of money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You would go like, well, how could you ever make that back? Well, it's an annuity. And uh, the theory I have is that these songs, because they're owned by a publisher who's going to constantly be making deals Rent to keep the songs out. alive. Rent them out. They yeah. will be in movies in a thousand years. Yeah. And you'll go... Everybody's like, like a sharp dressed man, you know, ZZ Top. Yeah. Everybody go crazy. But uh, going crazy like a sharp dressed man. Whatever it is, you know, the songs will be the soundtrack of not just our lives, but yeah. future lives. And then someone will go, Do you realize I only paid a billion for that Beatles catalog? Amazing. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, now wait a second. But so for the perceived or re real value of these songs, because occasionally I'll be watching, you know, uh, network TV or whatever, and they'll mm -hmm. have some artist's music on. Jingle. And I don't know who the artist is. It might be in uh, AAA or something, you know, format I'm not familiar with. Right. Don't mm -hmm. you think the songs that were like, burned into the psyche on radio are worth more you know than than the globalization of music Do you well know what I mean uh, I I don't know I mean I think maybe but it's like picking stocks if I may yeah um, when I was doing Lincoln commercials they were using uh, various artists out, you know new artists out of California largely shiny toy guns was one 
And I think to use it for about six months for the campaign, they paid about $750,000 right. for the use of that wow. cut. Right. Yeah. So then f- from that, what was happening was songs that were being used as jingles on network TV, when network TV was still a viable entity, it still is, but just lesser so, uh, people were purposely trying to get their songs sold to companies to use as jingles because that was a payday for them. Right, and yeah, it also yeah. got people to start calling radio stations and say, hey, there's a song that goes four, three, two, one, on the link commercial can you play that and they would look it up and they, right. they'd play it wow so yeah. uh here's one uh, uh this was one of the biggest ones that you would never would have expected bob dylan sold his songs all of his songs to hypnosis for an estimated because it isn't published between three and four hundred million wow and one million minus the original vocal performances right <laughs> <laughs> Well, one thing about Dylan's stuff, his his lyrics are, yeah, you know, timeless. he's yes, yeah. yeah. So I mean, Leonard, Bob Dylan lie it to anything. Do you know how yeah. old he is? Uh, in the eighty. He's exactly eighty. You yeah. could not Google it that fast. No. Um, he is eighty years old. I'm and do you want to hunt down accountants to audit record company receipts for generations <sighs> for your heirs it's, and? Crosby's on his what third liver? I mean, he's <laughs> no. This one's cast iron. Yeah, by the way, they're they're not long for this, you know, and they know it's, it's oh, what's the time? It's well, drink a glass of wine, didn't you? Crosby was interviewed about why he sold his whole catalog, and he's he actually said. If you get your song played a million times and get less than $5 from Spotify, that seems fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and they gave him, it doesn't say here how much they gave him, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a big payout. It was many, you know, tens of millions of dollars. And he also is like 80 years old. So at 80, 80 years old, it's a way to consolidate. And his place in the canyon is paid for, by the way. Yeah. He has a new album out, by the way. No kidding. David Crosby. Now, I, I heard about it, and I actually brought it up on Spotify so that he would get a tenth of a penny. <laughs> you know, Jeff Pivar, who who tours with him, my buddy Jeff. Uh, I don't. I don't think he can handle touring anymore. I uh-huh. think he's no. sort of beyond he's, it now. He sounded pretty bad on Howard yeah. uh, a while back. Yes. In fact, here's David Crosby's quote: "I have a family and a mortgage, and I have to take care of them. So it's my only option. I'm sure others feel the same." That's why it's I like sold his my... reverse mortgage, isn't it? Uh, in a way, it, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like an annuity. But all of that aside, mm-hmm. will these songs be worth a lot in hundreds and even thousands of years? You know, I it... I, I was just going to say I came. Do you know what? Um, uh, now I can't remember the name of it. Skrillex is an artist. The type of dubstep. Mm-hmm. You, you ever heard dubstep music at all, mm-hmm. Bob? I, what is it? It's it, it, to me. It's like it's like a uh, a collage Trans. of electronic noise. Trance. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, dubstep's even kind of. It's just disjointed and. Overdriven, (laughs) overdriven, uh, very digitalized sound, and I think that has become that's the next wave of people are going to be you know they're growing up to digitized sounds, and that's that's what they'll be into, not so much you know a a woodwind or and they'll all be deaf. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> everything has to duck under. Under, Maybe under that's, that I sound like an old man saying that, but I, I got to admit, it's, I have a hard time listening to it. I have a hard time listening to that crap. So, yeah, listen a few times, though. It does kind of grow. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Uh, each generation says, what are those young whippersnappers doing? It's all junk. But Every generation blames the one before. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there are classics from each generation. True. I did it my way is not going away, right? No. Uh-uh. Uh, some Bob Dylan, Dylan songs will go away. How does a classic <laughs> become a classic? Is it airplay? I mean, it's a good song is a foul. good song. Is a good song. Um, I don't know. But what you got to have enough airplay for it to stick in the collective mind. Well, maybe not. Um, I think it's a mystery what makes a hit song. And what makes a hit song, like, for example, uh, who's bigger, Elton John or Billy Joel? Elton John. Elton John. Uh, however, Billy Joel had lots of hits. Oh, yeah. It's just that Billy Joel's music got dated in a way that Elton John's music didn't. He, he morphed with the times. Yeah. He did. I and mean, when he got on the Disney gravy train, he just never got off, and it shows. Yeah. Um, and, and for some reason, like Elton John's songs are eminently coverable. They'll appear in elevator music. They'll appear in movies. Uh, you know, Only the Good Die Young was really cute as I was going yeah. through puberty and hoping to score. Yeah, it doesn't have the same legs. But it's not, but I did it my way. It's like, I, I wish they could have done it at all. One of the best live shows ever is to see those two titans go at one another opposite oh, yeah. on on yeah. twelve foot grands. Yeah, if you saw that show. So uh, that was one topic. So well, <laughs> you know, don't you, uh, you don't you think like YouTube stars? Like if you look at celebrity birthdays, it'll be you know Joe Blow, YouTube star with nine million followers. You know, now, and influencer. I no, I, 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 and this is the thing. This is why hypnosis is such a good idea. Um, there are real classics, and then there are you know flashes in the pan, or as they used to call them, one-hit wonders, the O'Neaters. Ephemeral, yeah. That thing you do. Um, some things have staying power, some things don't. And, and if they have staying power, they, they end up on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they end up being worth owning forever. Like the mm -hmm. Mona Lisa. When that guy was painted, what was who painted the Mona Lisa? Uh, Leonardo da Vinci, I believe. Thank you. If one out of three of us didn't know, we should cancel the show. <laughs> I may not be right. I got to Google oh, it to be sure. Google it, please. Uh, right. But like when that was being painted, who knew that like there isn't a kid alive in any generation or now for the next hundred or 200 or thousand years that if you say Mona Lisa, they can't picture the Mona Lisa in their head. Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa, man, have named you. So why? What about that guy? What about that guy that had that piece of digital art that was unique to him, and he and he sold it, put it on eBay, and sold it for some ungodly amount of money. You know, Mona Lisa flows off the tongue a lot easier. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the story, though. He's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, how do how do you create the demand? Why can't? Oh, I know what it was. You can't. Yeah, it, it was the original. Digital right. uh, picture. 
mm. rendering. And somehow the originality of the original picture was preserved. And I can't remember how he did it, yeah. although it was digital. Block, probably blockchain technology. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like Bitcoin kind of thing. Yes. And I'm skeptical of that stuff. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that, uh, that you should be. It just means that I don't buy that. To me, blockchain is going to end up on ads on low rent podcasts just it would be like today would be am radio stations advising you to buy gold because you never know what's going to happen <laughs> that's a hedge. blockchain <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> put your money in blockchain now uh call this number 1-800 blockchain and really sounds like a metal band to me <laughs> blockchain yeah yeah so i don't buy it but it's back up Incidentally, I know it's back up it. to like looking like it could be crazy. Um, looking at the Mona Lisa, it was painted in 1503 by, of course, Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, Let's give Ed Kelly <laughs> a big round of applause for uh, that was more like applause than applause, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, so in 1503, when Leon, some guy named Leonardo is painting this painting. Could he have known or even willed that image to be burned into, I mean, we're talking seven or eight, going on ten generations well, yeah. of human beings. Well, he was no dummy. <laughs> he, I think he was invaded by aliens. I think he might have been an alien. Really? Yeah. That now, guy just knew too much. You think that the way lots of people think the election was stolen and Trump won by a lot? Or do you have some <laughs> no, I th actual I think, evidence? I think this one's actually more, probably more likely and more believable, more plausible. At the time he was working on it, it was considered uh, to be a very good painting and highly regarded. So it isn't mm. like it was discovered well, later. Portraiture is very difficult. Mm. It's one of the higher, harder things to paint. Mona Lisa was a real person, by the way. Mm -hmm. Born and raised in Florence. Her actual name was Lisa Gerardini. <laughs> Isn't that your wife? Uh, my wife is Lisa. Isn't her last name Italian? Uh, uh, no, Gerard she's Polish. No. Uh, Berdecki. Oh, Berdecki, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's Bernardiniski. Yeah. What do you suppose, uh, take a wild guess, because clearly I've got Wikipedia up in front of me. <laughs> it's not Wikipedia, but I have a bunch of pages. Uh, take a wild guess what the uh, Mona Lisa is insured for and what it would wow. be worth today. Uh, One I'm painting. Gonna go, I'm going to go a, oh, a billion. I'll well, much billion. like the stolen paintings from the Isabella Gardner Museum, mm -hmm. um, if somebody was to take it, what are you going to do with it? Well, you would be inside oh, ransom yeah. it to get it back. It's very hard to fence it. Absolutely. Yeah, but what if it burns? It still has to be insured. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it it was assessed in 1962 at 100 million. Taking inflation into account, the value today would be about 860 million dollars. You were close, Ed. Oh, thanks. Did you know the Mona Lisa was stolen? I did not know that. Stolen by an Italian thief in 1911 really the guy was caught in 1913 and it was returned wow mm. you think he slept for two years <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, by the man. way mona lisa i don't know if you've looked at her very carefully she has no eyebrows well 
So maybe she got too close to the uh, campfire when she no. was cooking. <laughs> it was actually the style of the Renaissance era for women to shave any facial hair they might have, wow. including their eyebrows at that she time. She was Italian. Yeah. I mean, you know. Right However, they shaved nothing below the neck. <laughs> you know what? Woke, so you are I'm not. Leaving, I'm leaving a lot to your imagination. <laughs> yeah, woke to broken. One, one show. <laughs> Why is the Mona Lisa one of the most popular uh, paintings with worldwide appeal of all time? Why do you think? Oh, it's an interesting. It's interesting. It's just the smile. The smile is so. Oh, that's elu- isn't she the one where no matter you walk in the room and she looks like you're look she's looking at you, right? That's the thing. I think that's the, the shaved eyebrows, but I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the smoky eye, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. which might be soot back then. So again, know. the central theme: we don't know what makes a hit. We don't know what makes a masterpiece of art. But what we do know is masterpieces of art and philosophy, literature, can literally last throughout all mankind, throughout time, so far. Will James Brown be around in a thousand years? Good God, I don't know. Um, I say yes. Papa's got a brand new bag. Won't be so new, but yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say, but companies like Hypnosis just uh, place their bets. All right, since we last spoke, uh, Governor Cuomo has resigned in uh, New York State. And um, what brought him down was an attorney general's report and the the likelihood of uh, criminal charges. Impeachment. And impeachment. And basically, his entire party did something really amazing. They all said, no, you should step down. Including the president. Including the president, including, you know, the Senate. Uh, uh, basically. His own, a- his uh, own AG. It's yeah. the sort of thing that some people hoped would happen to Trump. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but Republicans don't eat. They're young. They, Republicans... Uh, <laughs> Can you ever remember, and this is not Republicans versus Democrats, I guess, but I'm just curious about it. Can you ever remember Republicans saying, that's too embarrassing, you have to step down? No, the the number one rule in politics is fealty, loyalty. That's just the way it is. Well, but that's politics. I'm talking about, you know, I I mean, Democrats railroaded out uh, the senator from Saturday Night Live. Al was gone. He was gone for essentially, you know, making like a, what's that, aruga horn uh, yeah. impression <laughs> in front of a woman's breast and taking, you know, a tasteless picture. A picture. Yeah. Um, and before he was ever elected, by the way. Right. Uh, but he yeah, also was... he also grabbed a few people in the butt, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in nothing, not as much as Cuomo, but he still was told to step aside for me too. Um, and then, and now you've got Cuomo. Clinton you know what, famously what intri- did not. Oh, I mean, Clinton basically no, he stood his ground. Yeah. Stood his ground, and, and I think he. So it's not Republicans versus Democrats. If you but look, that at was Clinton. also consensual, though. Even though he was, you know, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah, in a position of power, and she wasn't. Hmm. So is there nothing consensual that's a sin? Uh, zip. I want you to go first. No, I was just going to say with Cuomo, it's funny. Prior to this most recent heat again, 
I thought he had surfed the 24-hour news cycle. You know, it had kind of died down. I guess it hadn't. But that's no. a big part of it. If you can time the news cycle and, and well, sort of manipulate it, there's, you can uh, ride it, it that, out. Is it that, Zip, or is it the fact that his AG uh, and he did not get on? Yeah, well, that could be too. Yeah, uh, and she's up for his gig. She was. She is up for his gig and does plan to run. So I do but, agree yeah. with Zip, though, that he appeared to have dodged the issue, mm-hmm. uh, but his enemies regrouped and went the legal route. And yeah, and once Joe spoke up, forget it. Yeah, it was done. The president of the United States says, "You're out of here." Um, is it a good thing? I think so. Um, only because he he was a bit of a um, bully, uh, and I'm not saying that that's that's a mortal sin. But he he was known to throw his weight around and not be nice to people. When you combine that, yeah. from so a it, public servant servant standpoint, it's too distracting. They can't do you know how, spending all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to do your job. Right. And so you you know what my team. job is, right? Uh, devils, uh, go ahead, hit the jingle bell. Playing the devil's advocate, Bob Rivers. Um, Ted Tucker to be. So Ted look, Tucker. I'm, I'm, uh, T with you. Uh, I've got the Me Too flag flying. Um, <laughs> so I'm playing the devil's advocate here, but yeah. if you say the reason to get rid of him is because he was a bully, um, so many then you then you never would have had Steve Jobs run out that's or you, a lot of people you wouldn't have yeah. Tesla existing um, and Trump was a bully yeah but I clearly know you would have preferred him not to be there anyway but I don't think I, I mean I don't like bullies uh, but I have been one zip will uh, probably testify if he's if he's subpoenaed on that one <laughs> <laughs> not gonna have anytime soon but okay in in my in my um senior years by the way i look back on that and i um i i don't like what i remember about that but i also know that if i hadn't done it i wouldn't have been able to have a career so you, you uh, have to be an alpha dog uh, at times yeah. yeah so the alpha dog by the way he cuomo said the um uh, the weirdest thing i can't believe he tweeted it um, Lisa even was uh, shocked. Let's see if I can get the exact quote. Um, did you hear what he said about being Italian? Um, we do it for, with everybody. Sort of. Uh, uh, let me see if I get the exact quote. Uh, here it is. That, that was the exact quote. I'm not perverted. I'm Italian. <laughs> you know, I, I get that, though. I mean, I know, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that I, I have so many Italian friends. It's, it's, my father spoke Italian. We lived in an Italian neighborhood at one point. It, they're just a, a warm, embracing, open, touchy-feely culture for the most part. Uh, over the past several months, Cuomo's denied he ever crossed the line and never inappropriately touched anybody and never propositioned about never intended to make anyone feel uncomfortable. You're a bully. Come on. Uh, anyway, um, these are generational and cultural perspectives that, frankly, I have not fully appreciated. That's his way of apologizing. Um, I am an over-60 Italian-American male. Tony Soprano, if you want to step in and, uh, and back Any up. Anytime. Anytime. Sure, sure. Give me a um, call. Fox News said, oh, this is, is this him saying it or is it Fox News? Fox, Just shut up and read it. Okay. 
Fox News said his words amounted to him saying he wasn't a pervert, just Italian. He didn't exactly say that. He was misquoted. Come on. They have a wire on him? Can they reproduce it? No. Oh. oh. Well, so, uh, by the way, this is how the internet works. This is why Al Gore invented the internet. Because I saw this in a meme, and it was Cuomo saying, I'm not a pervert, just Italian. And then I searched it, and it came up like 20 times, Mm. but he didn't actually really say it. Like, can't we all just get along, was morphed. By the way, the executive assistant testified that Cuomo would grab her breasts, her butt, and give her a sexualized embrace. I could feel him pushing my body against his and definitely making sure that he could feel my breasts up against his body. Hmm. It's so hard to be a woman. Yeah. I mean, by default, I believe her. Yeah. You have to believe the women. But have you ever had someone hug you? And felt a little uncomfortable because you thought, oh, maybe I'm coming off as squeezing too hard and I, I don't want to. Wait, hug me and, and feel that way? Yeah. Uh, my aunts, yeah. <laughs> way to notch it Lizzie. down. I like that. Occasionally, <laughs> Lizzie. <laughs> I, do, I do have a quick story along those lines. Okay. Back when I was living in Phoenix and really carousing and, and drinking a lot, I yeah. got... This is before this. you met Sheriff Arpaio, just before. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. Before he became a guest. Yeah. Before he came riding into town <laughs> on his Palomino. Um, I it was part of this like arts group anyway. So everybody, we went to this club and everybody was dancing and everybody was pretty lit. There was a lot of drinking going on. And mm. one of the women came across the dance floor and grabbed me by the butt and mm. st- stuck her business card in my jacket. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I didn't really react, and, and I found the business card a couple of days later, and I called it. I got her answering machine. I said, hey, how you doing? And, you know, uh, if I'm not My mistaken. My misses you. <laughs> no, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember how I said it on the voicemail, but I yeah. made reference to the fact that she had not accosted me, you know, in a playful way, said pinched me or something. Right. right. And, I, and you left, gave me your business card. So anyway, I uh, didn't actually have a cell phone. I had a um, pager. And when I played the pager message. This story back, is so old, by the way. Statute of limitations definitely gone because you're on <laughs> his way. He had a pager. Hey, hold, hold, hold. You talk about the ultimate optimist, a drummer with a pager? Seriously? <laughs> no, wait, wait. So, but I do get a, a voicemail back from her. And she says, I don't know who you are. And I, you know, and don't ever call my number. How'd you get my number? And she, she oh, might have been in a blackout quite frankly. I guess, uh, yeah. Blackout you know? Drug. So, so is that an excuse? Mm. Um. Well, every individual person is in it. I, I recently, remember I told you I got in trouble because I used the word gal. Yeah. And yeah. a friend that I went to high school with said that, you know, that's sexist. That's from a time when, when, when men felt they could just grab women's butts. And I said, well, for me, it's not that. It's, it, to and me, you. it's a word of polite. But I said this, if I know you're sensitive to it, of course I'll adjust for you. Mm-hmm. Just for the same reason I wouldn't do the tomahawk chop. No. Next to a tribal chief who told even me, if, hey, I'd prefer you not do that. Just, even if you were Chief Nakahoma. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just. Um, All right. So, so how do we should exist? I be vilified for not knowing ahead of time? And I think, I think there's nothing wrong with standing your ground saying, I, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've said that many times, Bob. Yes. I, I did not know that. But <laughs> in the case of Cuomo, with all of these... Uh, you know, with all of these moves and him saying, I'm an Italian male over 60. And again, he is saying something similar to like, forgive me, I'm an Italian male over 60. Did anybody say to him, I prefer you not do that? And one of our problems in society is I think women don't feel that it's safe to say that because it could be held against them. Yeah, that they yes. could lose their job. Yeah. And that's fair. It's a little off to off topic, but have you noticed there's no Me Too movement from men? What do you mean? We never complain about being harassed. Reverse harassment, yeah, yes. for a lack of a better term. Well, I think uh, I think that's because we're generally uh, physically and career-wise um, not threatened. I mean, I, 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 right. I've never been, th I, I, I've been made uncomfortable a few times many decades yeah. ago, but I, I wasn't yeah. threatened by it. I didn't think I'd lose my job. Um, there were a couple of times that very few, because, you know, I'm not worth it. <laughs> Said the low self-esteem side of his job. Yeah, until I bought my cardigan sweater in the mirror. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, there were a couple of times that, you know, a pushy woman would come on to me and I, and yeah, I would. They do that. I was shocked. Uh, and, and, and I didn't say anything. I, and I wouldn't either. I would yeah. let it go. I would never even mention it. So, and it, it's happened too. Question: While we're on, while I have the floor, sir, mm -hmm. if I may, will, will brother, uh, and, uh, I'm having a brain fart. Will his brother Chris run for office now that he has vacated that dynasty? Um, well, Chris, you mean Chris, the media guy, the CNN Cuomo. reporter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, look, he, it's already been proven that if your name is Bush or Clinton, you're in. Uh, you know, there's cachet value to the name. Familiarity. People pull um, a lever on something they recognize. Yeah. But yeah. it's no guarantee of anything. I mean, Jeb Bush, you know. Yeah. Sleepy Jeb or whatever they call him. <laughs> and, Billy, and forget Billy Carter. He yeah, was drunk. But so I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tradition in their family. Yeah. But I did see something on Facebook. Uh, I, saw, I saw something that really ticked me off um, about the birds and the bees. I don't think I saved it, but it basically said it's really tough to be a parent today because you got to explain the birds and the bees. You got to explain the bees with other bees. You got to explain the birds and the birds. You got to explain the bee that had his stinger removed and is trying to be a bird. And it was just one of those really. I'm laughing, but I'm, well, I'm not it, disrespectfully. Now that could be considered the analogy. A totally yeah. insensitive remark. Yes, it, it was. Could. And I, re I actually, I can, I can read it to you because I, I reposted it with of my own commentary. And here come, here come the battery of responses. Playing the devil's advocate. Hang on. <laughs> well, I didn't advocate this. I actually... Um, yes, uh, by reposting it, yes, you did. Damn no. It. Well, some people will interpret it that way. That's true. Yes. Uh, so here's, here's what it says. I feel bad for parents nowadays. You have to be able to explain the birds and the bees, the bees and the bees, the birds and the birds, the birds that used to be bees, the bees that used to be birds, the birds that look like bees, plus bees that look like birds but still got a stinger. <laughs> non-binary bees <laughs> and so i wrote i feel bad for whoever created this meme yeah. tv used to be simple too it used to just be black and white now there are an infinite number of colors that sucks it's so confusing to see things in color yeah and that's really astute actually and here's what i wrote this is brainwashing 101 say something completely lacking in character 
and romanticize it as the good old days. Yeah. Remember when women couldn't vote or own property? Remember when there were laws against approving a mortgage for non-whites? A lot of people don't know this, but... Oh, redlining still going on. You know about it. It's, yeah. it's not still so happening in Detroit. In Detroit? Sure it is. You're damn straight it is. The insurance okay. companies are still doing it. Remember vaccines for polio? Remember refusing to get your vaccine? No, you got your stupid vaccine. We got rid of polio. Anyway, let's see. Nobody commented. I got three comments. Uh-huh. Too deep. Too deep. Yeah. Um, Memes are king. Mary wrote, I remember when a non-Mormon woman in Utah could not get a mortgage. Crock of shit. <sighs> uh, Brian wrote, it doesn't need to be that complicated. Parents shouldn't need to feel the burden of explaining all this to their, to their children. Uh, Jonah wrote, if your kid says, why is that woman holding the other woman's hand? You simply say, because they love each other. Period. Kids, kids seem to be better, easier with it. Is period meant to be just a period, or is that another part of the talk? I don't know. Hmm. We can't, can't really look at it objectively, because we grew up in, for what, lack of a better term, stereotypical families. Yes. You know what I mean? Nuclear families. We don't have that experience yeah. of surrounding us. But we also, <laughs> we also grew up with institutionalized... Um, Racism. I, I, I don't like to say yes. racism. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. even like to say big, bigotry. I, I used to. I like to say prejudice. Remember when we used to say prejudice? Mm-hmm. Prejudice means prejudging. That's a better word. I think. And, and we still do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's tribal. It's natural. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Let's make it right. But it, yeah. By the way, there are still places around the world that don't recognize uh, women's rights. Mm-hmm. Many places. Many places. More than, more than do. Story today uh, about the Indonesian army. After much pressure, they've decided they will finally stop virginity tests on female cadets. Wow. What? Yes, it was a controversial <clears throat> practice, but when a woman would apply to become a cadet in the Indonesian army... Um, this is a podcast, so I guess I can... I mean, it's a news story on CNN. Yeah, this stuff makes yeah. me uncomfortable, but I'll say it yeah. anyway. They used to call it the two-finger test. Right. But uh, Ted Cruz uh, has rallied against that. He wants it to stay in place, actually. <laughs> oh. By the way, uh, he belongs in the Indonesian army as that. <laughs> I mean, I pick it up. In, a, in a movie there. about this horrible practice, he'd play the asshole who <laughs> he, does it. He would. Um, uh, they said the tests were important to determine the recruits' morality. Oh, oh, oh man. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Now, is there a virginity test for men? Yes. We used to call it acne. <laughs> oh, boy. And I, I passed for a number yeah, of years. That's a long setup for that one. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know if we planned it or not. Uh, I no, I, I did, actually. I think, uh, but did not you, that okay. far ahead, no. Okay. All right, let's, let's move wow. away from this. But, you know, you started this conversation off about talking about intent. Yes. And intent, how do you define intent, and how can you... Even if you brought it into court with a jury of your peers, 
how do how do you apply law to intent? I don't get it. It's really hard because you can't prove what's in a person's mind. Right. And that's what guys like Cuomo, that's what Harvey Weinstein, uh, that's what you know general assholes throughout history rely on, <laughs> is you deny, and it can't be proven. Where is Spock and his Vulcan mind meld when you need them? Yeah. Yeah. So it's called the fundamental attribution error. You judge yourself by intent because you know what your intent is and you think well of yourself and you judge others by uh, their actions and how those actions make you feel without thinking about their intent. Now, one guy who did get a pass was George H.W., didn't he? Um, he did. Um, a few people made a pass at me. <laughs> well, Not very often for a met Laura. <laughs> uh, and by the way, that my friend who said I'm uncomfortable with the word gal. And by the way, today my wife used the word gal, and I was like, oh, okay, I knew it was okay. Um, <laughs> but my, uh, uh, she said it harkens back to a time when women thought it was cute and okay. To grab a woman's butt. And, well, and, not the women didn't think it was cute, yeah. the men did. And by the way, I believe there was a time when men thought that was okay. Um, they were wrong, uh, but that doesn't mean that they need to be vilified now, especially if they've already passed on. It just means we need to learn from it and become better as a society and as people and how we treat each other. Could you play some fife and drum music under me right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of like, you know, rule of thumb, stay in your own lane, man, at all costs. I'm pretty good bad. with that flute. <laughs> Not bad. What is that called? <laughs> it's a uh, slide whistle. Slide whistle, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, have you got any requests, Bob? Maybe I can help you out. Uh, on the slide whistle? Hmm. Because we and we used to have. use a slide whistle sound effect to simulate a boner. <laughs> Yeah. Brrr, yeah. Okay. If he keeps up, he's going to grab a watermelon and smash it. I'm warning you. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, he's going to pull it out of his audio yeah. trunk. All right. I'm going to plug another show. I'm going to plug something you should all watch. And um, if you're in the audience and you've heard of this guy and you're in the know, good for you because you're cool, you're hip. Why the hell you're listening to Bob and Zip with Ed Kelly? No idea. <laughs> but I'll bet Ed knows who this guy is. Zip, I didn't know. I'm going to guess you didn't know who it is. Can I have a hand? It's a comedian who has put out what may be the best comedy special I have ever seen. Um, how old is this comic? Pretty young. He's 30. Okay. Okay. Which I consider young. I mean, if you're younger than my children, you're pretty young. This comedy special is unlike... Uh, and by the way, my son showed it to me. Uh, mm -hmm. my, my son... And I gotta credit my son, Keith. I am not hip. <laughs> never was hip. If you're in Malibu, you're pretty hip. But when my son says, you should check this out, I've learned... Because my thing is, ah, it doesn't sound like something I'm interested in. You know. I've learned to go, yes, son, let's look at it right now. <laughs> Keeps you on top. Uh, case in point, the other a uh, couple of weeks ago when I was there, he said, TikTok is a lot of fun. Are you using TikTok? I was like, I watch 60 Minutes every week. <laughs> <laughs> 
to me, you uh, and Zip. That's a funny joke, right? Mm-hmm. He had no idea. Um, I think he knows what 60 Minutes is. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. he pulled out his phone and started showing me TikTok videos. Yeah. And in 10 minutes, I was like, oh, I would get so addicted to that. I better not yeah. do it, right? Yeah. Well, last night he said, you've got to see this comedy special. In fact, he said it when we were in the car, and he wanted to hold his phone up and show it to me. I said, let's wait. Yeah. To we're in front call. of a 65-inch big screen. <laughs> not 65 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. But that's the way, um, and by the way, that's the way he is. It's very impulsive. I, uh, I believe Impetuous. I know where he yeah. got it from. I think so, too. So the comedian is Bo Burnham. Ever hear of him? No. Zip? I have not. I'm going to tell you that Bo Burnham is what I just saw is the funniest thing I've seen in a couple of years. Really? Caveat, Mm -hmm. it's not so simple. You have to really look at it. You have to suspend your disbelief and your senility, in my case. (laughs) Bo Burnham during the pandemic, uh, well, first off, how big is he? Um, he started his career on YouTube in March 2006, so mm-hmm. so much for me saying YouTube stars won't be big. Remember I said that earlier on the podcast? Yeah. We'll edit that You're, out. I knew you were wrong then, but I wasn't going to argue. He's got 400 million views. Good Lord. Signed a deal with Comedy Central. His first album is called Bofo Show. <laughs> uh, at the age of 18, he became the youngest person to ever record a half-hour comedy special with Comedy Central. Wow. In 2010, his second album, Words, 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 was released along with his first live comedy special of the same name. His third album and second comedy special was called what? (laughs) (laughs) I have any thought on that one. Are you getting a theme, by the way? It's like, Bofo Show. Dumb it down. (laughs) Words, words, words. What? (laughs) He's from Massachusetts. Is he from Massachusetts? From Hamilton, Massachusetts. Wow, okay, you're fast with the Google there. I love that. Anyway. uh, And the only thing funny out of Massachusetts that I'm familiar with, anyway. That's true. He finished in first place the 2011 Comedy Central stand-up showdown. His third special was called Make Happy. (laughs) (laughs) Gravity being the soul of wit. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, And he has, here's the thing. And this came out of hiking with my son. He was asking uh-huh. me about song parodies and how we used to write them. And I said, it's really a shame no one's writing song parodies anymore. And he said, you've got to hear Bo Burnham. But Bo isn't writing song parodies. He's writing funny songs. Hmm. Uh, from his album, Bezos I. <laughs> Welcome to the Internet is one of his songs. <laughs> Guess where his songs get started? Uh, YouTube? Uh, here's a clue. 60 Minutes, Morley Safer. TikTok. TikTok, thank you very much. Okay, that's, where, that's the go-to platform. Um, so his new special uh, was recorded during the pandemic and literally all by himself. Hmm. It's called Inside, and basically it starts with him alone in a room. And you get the sense that, oh, he's, he's a comic just like my son, 
who has no outlet, no outlet, mm-hmm. and he's going to do a special, and he's brilliant with his tech gear. Uh, Zip, you're going to absolutely love this. He um, he basically sets up a few cameras and a few other things, and with incredible editing, and he does music. He plays all the instruments and sings. Mm-hmm. He does. Randy, these, he does Randy Rainbow style. Um, yes ish but his biting sarcasm uh and again some of us won't get his he does a thing called uh white woman's instagram (laughs) (laughs) i love the title (laughs) where he uh imitates in you know in his as himself what white women pose for on their instagram pages just absolutely crazy. Uh, I, I will tell you Tech this. Face. It's the funniest thing I've seen. <laughs> Laugh out loud. Can't wait to watch it again. Funny. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised you even have TikTok on your phone. I don't. It was Keith's oh, phone. So just, yeah. Okay. I still haven't put it on there. It's sort of like when someone says, you should try crack, and you wake up the next morning and go... <laughs> I'd love to get some of that, but I don't know if I want to call someone and actually order. <laughs> and I don't know if I have a pipe that I yeah. can flame it with. <laughs> All right, you ready for some Andrew Rivers? Sure. The Bob and Zip Show with Andrew Rivers is coming to us from Seattle, but he's about to embark on another tour with his uh, friend Steve Hostetter, and uh, they're going to be on the East Coast. So uh, those of you who are maybe Bob and Zip fans in the Boston area... Or if you love maple syrup in Vermont, we'll uh, let you know about some gigs he's about to do. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? No complaints. No complaints. What we're really looking forward is the first visit, the first slow motion running towards each other for that hug <laughs> after COVID-19. <laughs> going to be uh, real disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> So um, you're coming to Vermont. That's very cool. Uh, do you know what day you're arriving? What are we just giving away my travel plans? You're going to outsource picking me up at the airport? What's going on? <laughs> I know my first show is uh, September 1st in New Haven, Connecticut. Okay. And then uh, I just posted the, the tour dates on my uh, Instagram and Facebook today. So everyone can yeah, check so, those out. So uh, here at the senior home, could you just tell us what the dates are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll fly out. the. I'll, I'll land the morning of the 19th. And uh, you're yeah. going to stay... In uh, Burlington, Vermont, the day before, and come nice. hang out and uh, have a date night and explore the town. It's going to be fun. And now you're uh, also performing in Burlington, right? And then all over the East Coast. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I'm trying to keep an eye on everything. I just did a theater out in Kirkland that was 400 seats, but a week before the show, they lowered us to half capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and not from the state or anything, just as a private business, which is, you know tough because i would like them to have rights as long as it doesn't interfere with what i already believe you know yeah, that's right so <laughs> kirkland owned uh, by Costco. yeah <laughs> just keeping an eye on everything everything's kind of you know i'm a little nervous but uh well i was reading this other article that sort of confirmed my prior belief and you know how they like they invent all these fake diseases to get us hooked on pills you know like mm. add adhd COVID-19, lyme disease all the sure. yeah all the fake stuff out there 
Uh, it says single people are having re-entry anxiety, and they gave it an acronym like FOMO, but it's called FODA, Fear FODA. of Dating Again. Fear of Dating oh. Again. That's funny. Man. Yeah. And I don't have that. Is that a joke? Well, this is what the article was saying oh. is people have FODA. <laughs> but I didn't. I don't relate because I, I had one of the variants of FODA. It's fear of dying alone. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but on the bright side, it's like, you know, with COVID and global warming and aliens, I think we're all going to die at the same time pretty mm. soon. So that's yeah. that's exciting. That's very good news. Thank you for that. <laughs> that <was uplifting>. Yeah, <laughs> try to be uplifting. Yeah. Well, I mean, the new variant's a little scary. Like, I hear you can get it twice, even if you're vaccinated. That's I mean, right. At least according to this girl, I've been asking out for a few months. <laughs> um, yeah. She was going to come to my show the other night, but she got polio, I guess. So. Oh. Kind of tough. Bad timing, you know. Just oh, not I feel so sorry work. for you that if I was a if I was a twenty something girl in the audience, I'd want to give you a hug. <laughs> oh, good. Mm. Well, that's the goal. I'm trying to get out there. <laughs> that's um, the goal. <laughs> well, like I, you know, I kind of took a while. I took. I sort of was like single by choice this year. Uh, not my choice, you know. All the women, other other people, got strikes, together, yeah. decided. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually making, like, an effort to meet people and, and go on dates and stuff. Cause, but it's tough. It's a lot like when I couldn't do comedy for six months, but at least I was good at comedy before I stopped, you know? So I had a crush for a while, but I'm, I'm uh, you know, I, I kind of needed your guys' advice on this. Okay. Because uh, she, it turns out she's not vaccinated. Oh. Uh-oh. So, you know, should I date a girl? And look, you know, I'm trying to be moderate. I, I, I reach across the aisle or, you know, reach around the aisle. But, uh, <laughs> sure. You know, should I date a girl that doesn't want to? Would that be a deal breaker? Uh, well, did you let her know anonymously that she could pick up a fake vaccination card for five bucks on eBay? <laughs> or that you would stick yeah, her? Yeah, but it's, sure, but it's not about taking her to events and stuff i don't have money for that anyway but i'm just <laughs> saying <good>. like <laughs> i mean and, you know and look don't get me wrong at this point i'd settle for lady with a pulse but you know she, she <laughs> might not have one for long <laughs> she, <laughs> she, uh. not getting vaccinated um and you know I, I guess it depends how unvaccinated she is right like mm. is her dress made of tinfoil or is she just like <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna give it a few months i don't know <laughs> right so Curious real girl, you, she, she said she doesn't. She doesn't want to get the vaccine. She's, uh, I guess, waiting a little bit longer. We're gonna, we're, we're finding out. Yeah, yeah. but we have a little more research. Uh, apparently, like two billion people getting it, and only a couple of them having a side effect is not good enough for her. Right. Mm. Well, I guess, but like relationships are about compromise, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I'll watch the kids while she's in the hospital. You know, it's it's like, uh, you know, if she's not worried about COVID, maybe she won't care about all of my mental illnesses either. So sure. that could work out. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Should do? How far do you bend bend over? And pardon the pun, but you know, bend the rules. Yes. Or bend uh, your compromise your uh, beliefs, or uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, certainly you and mom don't necessarily agree on everything. No, no. Mm. 
All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. I guess it just comes down to like, for the right girl, you know, yeah. I support BLM, but if she backs the blue, like, hey, that just lets me know she's okay with handcuffs in the bedroom. That sounds exciting. <laughs> you wow. can love both, by the way. You can. Okay, yeah, good. You can back the blue and BLM. Okay. <laughs> Which is That's an acronym comforting. I do not want you to work on. No. no. <laughs> okay. So, well, uh, what else? I've been watching a lot of like uh, band documentaries. There's amazing Metallica documentary on Netflix. Um, you should check it out. I was mostly looking for hair tips at first, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the lead singer actually goes to AA for a year in the middle of recording the album. No kidding. And uh, it's a bunch of these adults that just have to learn to talk to each other sober for the first time in their lives. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I think you'd enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a fitting, actually. That's funny. Yeah. Well, what's funny is they said the documentary sort of saved their band because they knew they couldn't lie to each other anymore because everything was recorded. <laughs> right. Was, but I don't know, it's fun to me to see people's creative process, you know, like, because um, I just recorded my last album and so now I'm starting the process, the rebirth process of like, what am I going to talk about now and what do I want to talk about? And, uh, yeah. you know, and I thought it'd be interesting to see like, how this famous one of the best metal bands ever turns out to it's the same as comedy just uh, banging your head against the wall a lot <laughs> <laughs> luckily they're used to head banging sure all right uh, ladies and gentlemen all right, all right. but anyway just um <laughs> trying to write a new act you know i think half of that is half of the creative process is just the attempt you know i don't have a forty thousand dollar therapist like metallica does but <laughs> right I think back to like some of the advice Titus gave me, which was like, give yourself permission to not be funny. You That's know? right. That's yeah. right. And like not not like yourself. become Polly Shore, but you know you gotta actually. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven right. forbid. <laughs> Cute. All right. But yeah. it's not, you know sometimes a joke kills the first time and never again, and so you're you're sort of chasing the dragon over and over. So these rock documentaries are real helpful. But hmm. um, by the, the way, offspring, are you familiar with the guy Bo Burnham? Yeah. Neither of us, none of the three of us had ever heard of him. No. I no. just saw his new special. He's incredible. Inside. We don't, yeah, hang, yeah, it's we don't good. hang out in yeah. hookah lounges either, though, Bob. You know. That's true. Like, we're, well, we're just not yeah. hip. So uh, it was no. by accident, Keith showed me uh, the special. But yeah, <laughs> you could do like, um, stuff all alone in your room and make it. Yeah. You know. What do you think I'm doing right now? That's why I'm asking <laughs> you to film every time. That's right. All right. <laughs> um, last thing. The uh, the drummer Offspring, you know the band Offspring. Yes, yes. They uh, they're kicking out the drummer of their band because he's not vaccinated. Uh -oh. Did you hear about that? No. Uh oh, oh boy. Yeah, I guess you gotta keep them separated. Oh, you gotta keep them separated. Well, Zip's available. <laughs> oh, man. We don't have to keep him separated. He's vaxxed. All right, Andrew. We're looking forward to seeing you. And as, you are, as you're out here, we'll promote your gigs uh, on the East Coast. New Haven is what? September? Yeah. September 1st, September 2nd, Burlington. They're, they're all probably very close to sold out. SteveHofstetter.com. Right. Or, uh, you know, wherever. Well, I could scalp Good. some tickets. 
Get that a pizza while yeah. you're in New Haven. That's right. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Be well. We'll see you very, very soon. Uh, hang on for a second, Zip and Ed. I, I, actually, Andrew, if you want to hang on for this, I have to okay. follow up on something we talked about last week. Okay. Okay. Um, I talked about how I wanted a booster shot, a third vaccine. Yeah. I'll just cut to the chase. I got it. Oh. You did? Yep. Did you did you jump the line or what did you do? So uh, someone else was asked about that. Did you take a vaccine away from someone else? And they had a very good answer. <laughs> no, uh-huh. I took it away from a landfill because they're throwing out vaccines. because <laughs> It no was going to go. Yeah. It was going to expire, yeah. If I thought I would have been taking a vaccine away from someone else. Yeah. I'm not going to finish You'd that. Done it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. I mean, survival yeah. is a pretty big instinct. Yes, uh, gives me meaning to uh, pry it from my cold dead hands. Yes, and I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I probably wouldn't have. Uh, I probably wouldn't have done this except everything I'd read about the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, indicated that a third shot brings you back up to 90-something percent efficacy even with the Delta variant. Right. And uh, as I watched the CDC one more time, I mean, the CDC ought to be a Waffle House, really. It, it, <laughs> well, you know, there's a meme way there. They should not talk to us about diseases. <laughs> the CDC Waffle House coming soon yes. to a neighborhood near you. You can do one of those bits if you want. Has suggested they they do store a lot of vaccines at both places or uh, diseases yeah. at both places. A lot of yeah. coronavirus at the Waffle House too. Get them, you can get, get them measles. So, yeah. but but I mean, the things that basically convinced me were that Israel, Germany, and I believe France, all three countries began authorizing the third Pfizer vaccine for people over sixty. And people with uh, compromised immune systems, which it could be argued that my tick-borne illness would might put me in that category. In no way do I think it's the same as someone with a heart transplant or serious uh, autoimmune right. disorders. But right. still, knowing that vaccines are just sitting on the shelf and no one's waiting in line to get them, yeah. uh, I had thoughts. My first thought was, I'll make up a phony name. Uh, I don't want to give... <laughs> I don't want to give this person away but one of my sons not andrew said (laughs) (laughs) okay said that i put all my opinions on the record on this show so i know you do you can't can't blame me for anything one of my sons said well if you were in la they just give it to homeless people you could just show up you don't need an id or anything (laughs) right that's right you'd have to dress down bob well actually i've got the clothes in the closet that would pull that off. Uh, but uh, but what I decided to do was I'm just going to go, I'm going to, it's my body, my choice. That's right. Which, by the way, we're not used to that being a Republican slogan. That's true. Okay. Uh, and well, so- yeah, they, uh, they, <laughs> they don't uh, live by their convictions. That's why. Oh, look at you, Ooh. Mr. Partisan. Um, so anyway, I decided, you know, if I want the vaccine, I'll just try and get it. If they say no, they say no. So what I did is I just made an appointment at a CVS for like 30 minutes from when I made the appointment. And the only thing I had to deal with, I said, if someone asks me, I'm going to tell them the truth, right? Mm-hmm. But I went online and I and it said, is this your first or your second shot? And there was no <laughs> box for a third. 
Well, then you just have to fill in the box that's available, don't you? Well, what I thought about was, like, <laughs> sometimes my wife bakes cookies and we put them in the freezer. And if yes. there was a sign that said, is this your first or your second cookie? Cookie? <laughs> and and it was my first cookie today, it would be my yes. first cookie. So, yes, I clicked first shot because it's the first of my next pair of shots. Uh right. And I went down there and I thought if they run my numbers and, you know, I put all my legitimate, I, I didn't lie about who I am or anything. I figured if they right. don't give it to me, uh, they say, no, you're already in the system. That'll be fine. Mm. There you go. I made a bet uh -oh. that the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. <laughs> is doing and you won. And that the government <laughs> is disorganized. I figured it's a safe bet. It is. I went down there. And they rolled up my sleeve. They gave me the shot. They didn't care. Never. Of course, they didn't Never care. even asked. And then I, uh, I checked. There were a lot of articles written in the last several days about this. Uh, the CDC has announced that they're aware that people are doing this. Mm -hmm. um, insurance companies have said they're not denying the coverage. Because here's what I figured was the worst thing. If you get a medical procedure done and your insurance company doesn't want to cover it, yeah. then you have to pay for it, right? Uh, no. Not always. No. Oh. Well, that's what I figured, and I figured <laughs> I figured if, if I go to jail for getting a third shot, yes, I, I think it's in, in, incredibly unlikely. Yes, if some people resent me, how's that different than yesterday or right now? <laughs> okay, so I did it. I mean, I, 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 of course I, you did. I, I'm going to let it hang out there. I'll own it. Um, I had the same symptom as the second time. I had some nausea and just a little, felt a little odd day two. And all the way home, he was doing a psalm parody. Nausea, nausea, <laughs> the whole trip through. And so there you have it. Am I, uh, am I a bad guy? No, you're not such a bad yeah, guy. America's all about hoarding. Some people hoard <laughs> everything. <everybody's laughs> Some From people the hoard vaccines. Babes. You know? So we need uh, the people hoarding the cheeseburgers to hoard a little more vaccines, but yeah. you know, yeah. we'll figure it out. Anyway, I, I thought about it and it's like I did tell a little white lie. It's my first vaccine. Well, you're a white guy, that's how kind of lies. Yeah, you tell. but I mean yeah. I, I believe me, I wrestled with it and I uh, uh -huh. and I and I thought about it and I thought, yeah. Uh, it's so you won a wrestling match with yourself. Very good, Bob. Yeah, but I'm the only one I know that did this. And, um, you know, it's probably part of my obsessive uh, compulsive OCD. personality, yeah. I guess. That's another one of those invented diseases that Andrew was talking about. Obsessive pharma people come personality. Up with, yeah, OCD. Yeah. You're just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not invented, I feel I'm a poster child. But anyway. You're a poster so, child. Right. I've confessed I've come clean. Yes. Well, yeah. Just do uh, three Hail Marys and... Uh, <laughs> exactly, and a, uh... something like that. Zip, you have no comment. Yeah. No, you know, we talked about it before. It's... Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. It's, right. it's what you're comfortable with, Bob. Exactly. You're the one who has to put your head on the pillow at night. Yes. And by the and way, I did all see... kinds of rationalization, and thank you guys for not holding my feet to the floor. Oh, it, it was yeah, gymnastic proportions. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. I was like, you lied. Like, yeah, have you watched the news for the last five years? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs>
So that's I don't unbelievable. Know. I don't know. I'm feeling guilty, but um, I'm feeling more protected. And I do believe uh, guilty but safe. I do believe yeah. humanity is so stupid about this virus. Um, there's seven billion people on this planet, and this thing could keep mutating. It could mutate into something that kills. Yes. You know, like the Black Death. Yeah, like a, as in the bubonic plague. plague. Yes. Yeah. Proportions. And it, it could literally, uh, I mean, it's not too likely, I suppose, but it could literally wipe out the planet with one of these mutations. So, uh, <clears throat> I mean, maybe the vaccine wipes out the people. Who knows? So far, no. I'll tell you what, though. Um, those of you who think that, mm-hmm. we never went to the moon. Uh-uh, no yeah. way. Absolutely. It's all fake. <laughs> I think, you know, hey, if the vaccines kill us in a few years, that's fine. I don't want to be left on the planet with these weirdos anyway, though, you know. <laughs> yes. In other words. I mean, some of them are reasonable, but 90% of them would be like, I knew those idiots would die. Now it's just us on this perfect flat earth with an amazing climate. You that's know? an amazing TV <laughs> pilot, by the way. A yes. planet of only anti-vaxxers. <laughs> Everyone else gets wiped out. <laughs> <laughs> we were right. We knew all along. <laughs> we knew all along. Imagine how miserable it would be on that planet. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. Yeah, hey there, Toadies, Bob's Garage, rock on. Make up your mind. Decide to walk with me around the lake tonight. Around the lake tonight. By my Make up your mind Make up your mind 
Yo!